Welcome to the Laugh Now Dad Later podcast. I am your host, RB. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about things I've learned so far about fatherhood. Before we begin this podcast, I just want to make sure I let everybody know that things I say are not fact. They are simply my opinion. Even though I would think that my opinion will be fact, it is not true. <laughs> the things I speak about are based on my own previous and personal experiences, whether they be my own or people that I know. Well, some of the topics that we're going to discuss in this podcast over the episodes and episodes to come may be serious. We will always try to keep things engaging and as light as possible. We're here to share some stories, get a couple laughs, that type of thing. So whether you're listening on your ride to work, you're working out, you're working, whatever you might be doing, I appreciate you for taking the time to listen and I hope you enjoy the podcast. In today's episode, we'll talk about a few things. For one, I want to get into my own childhood experiences growing up without a father. Uh, kind of how that affected me, good and bad. Also, I want to talk about how I'm actually using that to motivate myself to be a better father. And lastly, I want to follow up with three tips for starting you in the right direction. I hate to use the term right because <laughs> well, one thing you learn about parenting is that there's no right answer. You do the best that you can. So at least three good tips to start you in the, I'm doing air quotes, right direction. Let's get to it. So one thing I want to make clear, you don't have to come from a dual parent household to be a good father. I've recently read a, uh, I recently read a meme. Uh, I, I guess it was a meme. It's, it wasn't really a quote. Uh, it was, it was a, I guess it was a meme. Uh, it said the moment when you realize growing up without a father actually made you stronger. N- no, it doesn't. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> well, for me, it's not true. Uh, it, it made me a lot of things. It definitely didn't make me stronger. But the crazy part about it is, is that I didn't realize how much it affected me until I left an environment where it was common to be raised by a single mother. That's tough right there, right? So in this environment, where I'm from, for the people out there that might be listening that don't know me personally, where I'm from, it's common to see a lot of single mothers where I'm from. So if you in that environment, your friends, the people you hang around, the people that you know, Right. If that is common in life, then you don't know any different. You don't have anything else to to really look to really look at as an example or a model of what it kind of should be. That's the environment you're in. So you don't know. Now, I've had I had some I had some friends that had, you know, both parents there and all that good stuff. But it just, you know, (laughs) maybe two dudes I hung around with that. No, I I give you, you know, what? it was three dudes. Three dudes when I was coming up that had both parents around out of like a hundred <laughs> relationships with over to Tom. But um, it, it wasn't until I actually moved away and went to the military to where I got around people to where it was the opposite for them. It was common for them to have both parents and it was uncommon to come from a single parent household. And when I first got around those kind of people, that's when I realized, oh, yeah, I'm I'm broken. <laughs> this it ain't, the way that I came up wasn't normal. 
You know, it was it was a lot of simple things, right, that these kids and th- these guys, right, that I met in the military, it was a lot of simple things that they knew about life. Just 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 not just things that they knew, but their behaviors, right? Just very simple things that they knew about being a man or just things that I couldn't get without a father being there to give it to me. And it's hard for me to pinpoint exactly like all these little things, but you know, and it's going to sound kind of crazy to to say, but you can even tell that these guys were more secure in their manhood. Like the, like the kid, like the, like the dudes that I knew that had fathers, they were more secure in their manhood. If that makes any sense. Right. And I think that's because like when you grow up without a father or you grow up in a, a single mother household, you feel like you have to overcompensate for your manhood. You have to be like extra tough or extra strong or extra quote unquote manly, right? I mean, at a young age, you, you, <laughs> you're kind of forced to be in the role of uh, man of the house. I mean, even when people are jokingly telling you that at six years old, you're the man of the house, blah, 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 right? But at six years old, you, <laughs> you don't know any better. You actually do start to believe that or start to think that you're the man. You're not a man, but you, you, you start to think that and feel that way. And you, you, st- you, you can subconsciously start overcompensating at that age and it carries over. Right. So, you know, another part of that is that I think that I think that being raised by a, 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 a single mother, you're always getting this. Uh, you always hear it from people. Right. Men don't cry. Men don't do this. Men don't show emotion. All this other good stuff, right? I don't think that those boys' fathers told them that. The Toms are not was a was a stand-up practice for fathers. I think that Tom is over with. Because those, those boys knew how to feel. Those boys knew how to have emotions. They knew how to listen to discipline. It just goes back to those little minor things I was talking about. I couldn't pinpoint. Actually, I can't pinpoint them. They knew how to listen to authority. They know how to take orders from other men, things like that. They they had an easier time in basic training and things like that because they they knew they 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 weren't combative to everything. Versus somebody like me who comes from a single mother, you're not telling. You, you, it was hard for me to listen to another man. You're not going to tell me what to do. I don't need to be disciplined. You know what I'm saying? So he was just being extra tough for no reason. <laughs> you know? But, you know, but you're taught that, right? You know, you have to overcompensate when you, when you, you know, you're taught that type of thing. Men don't cry. Men don't do this. Men don't show emotion, right? But I think I feel, I feel like that's one thing that I don't, I think it's, I, I, I feel like it's already starting to change, but I feel like if, I, if you have a good father there at home, they know better, right? They, they're going to tell you, those things are, are 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 okay, but if that person is not present, right? Which mom wasn't, and it, don't get it wrong. There's nothing against this man. This isn't even about him, because I don't have a relationship with him. I don't know him, so I don't even have anything against him. I don't know that situation. I have no feeling towards that at all. So it's you know nothing personal there. But I feel like if you have that presence or those and and. Or if you have a good male figure in your life to tell you it's okay to have those emotions, you'd be more receptive of it versus it coming from your mother. Like your mother always, your mother's going to let you feel. 
And there's some mothers out there who are tough as you don't know what when it comes to their boys. Like they'll tell their boys don't cry, but then there's a lot of single mothers out there that I know who do tell their boys to feel, do tell their boys to have emotions and whatnot. And they're important things to have. I didn't. I grew up without none. My, my wife would tell you right now when we first met. She's you. You are. She, she used to tell me you are the most emotionless person I've ever met. <laughs> You're so cold. <laughs> you know, and. It's crazy because I I was always, I've always been this very happy, laughing, life of the party person. I never looked at myself as lacking of emotion. And then she's like, you know, how many times have you ever cried? I can count on like one hand how many times I've cried. But but what I'm going to say is my mother was, my mother was tough. She was tough. And yeah, I had to, I was overcompensating. But I think even if my mother would have told me it was okay to have emotion or it was okay to feel... It was okay to cry. I don't think as a child that I would have listened to her or believed her because it wasn't coming from a man. If if you get what I'm saying, it's like I, I, would, I would as a child, I'd probably take it as, oh, she don't know. She's not a man. She can't she can't say that. You know what I mean? And I, I don't know if that's an ignorant way of looking at it, but I would have been, you know, from a child's mind, that's how I would have looked at it. It's not coming from a man. She don't know. She don't know what's manly. You know what I mean? But I will say this. Growing up without a father. It wasn't <laughs> this. This also might sound a little, a little crazy to say, but it wasn't all that bad. It, it didn't have. Don't get me wrong. It had its negative effect on me, but it wasn't all bad because I think that not having a father around and now understanding how it affected me is what makes me go above and beyond for my kids. So, so basically, I've took my childhood. And use it as motivation to be a better parent. One, one important thing to always remember, right, is that people will forget words. People will never forget feelings, right? You're always going to know how something made you feel, good or bad. And the best thing that you can do is take those feelings, take that energy, and do something good with it. I know how I feel or felt coming up without a father, and I can't even imagine my kids coming up without me never happened it's never gonna happen so if you're a new father if you're an old father if you are wanting to be a father whatever the case may be uh, you might be asking yourself okay what do i actually start at to become a better father right do not have the answers but (laughs) we're gonna work for we're gonna work through this thing together and, and and figure it out together. Well, we're never going to figure it out because I'm going to tell you why. There's one thing I've learned about parenting. There is no definite answer on how to be a good parent because every situation is independent and every child requires a different way of reason. I did not understand that until... Actually, I give credit to my wife on that. She made me understand that. That is very important. You cannot... Have one 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 way or one method of raising all your kids the same doesn't work. I tell you that that doesn't work. <laughs> that does not work. But where do I start, right? So I can at least give you three. I think three good tips or three good starting points, right, to becoming a better parent or becoming a better father. I think the most important thing, the single most important thing you can do is to be present. Not just a father, but a parent in general is be present. And when I say be present, I don't mean I don't mean you're physically there. No, I mean, you have to be physically, emotionally, mentally there. 
Okay. Just because you are in the physical space of your children does not mean that you're present and that you are taking part and that you are a you're doing a good job by your kids of giving them the attention that they need. They need attention. It's not want. They need attention. Even for myself, right? One of my biggest flaws as a parent is working, 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 work. I work too much. That's a flaw. You have to find a work-life balance, right? And that's part of being present too, right? Like I work from home. I'm at home all the time. My office is at home. Everything I do is in from home. But because I'm here, doesn't mean I'm present for my kids if I'm sitting at my desk working all day. It's not the same. Uh, when you go to your kid, this is one pet peeve of mine when I see parents doing this. <laughs> uh, social media. We we are quick to pull out our phones at everything and take pictures of everything and record everything and post everything. And and that's cool. That's cool. Do your thing. However, also be present in the moment. If you're taking all these pictures and you're posting all these things while the event is going on, are you doing it for yourself? Because you're not. You didn't, I mean, and I ask that because I mean, how how much are you actually enjoying the moment or taking in the moment if you're typing a post or you're posting on Facebook or you're posting on Instagram or whatever while this thing is going on, right? Take your pictures, get get your videos. Those are memories. Do that thing, right? But be present in the moment. It drives me nuts to see that, right? <laughs> hey, you know, do your thing. But yeah, just be present in the moment. Fathers, I can't speak on this enough. Normalize emotions for your sons. It's okay for your son to cry. It's okay for your son not to be the toughest, baddest little boy on the block. It's okay for your son to hug you or to kiss you. It's okay to hold your son's hand. It's, it's okay for your son to have emotions. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Please do yourself a favor and give your son that type of affection, that, that type of affection because they need it, man. And I didn't understand that neither. And, and again, I give credit to my wife. I think I give like I don't need to start giving more credit to my wife because I think she she taught me things about being a man that I that, and that's crazy. She taught me a lot about being more in tune with my emotions, which made me a better husband, a better man, and a better father, which is crazy. When I say that's crazy, is because to me it's crazy because I would have never knew those things. I lived so long without them that I did not even know the importance of having them, which is that's crazy. It's crazy to say. I'm going to tell you a, a funny story about a, about a, <laughs> about a, how I had to sit my kids down about a week ago. The four, the, the three bigger kids, 17, 12, and 10. Okay. We sit them down in the living room and uh, I tell them, <laughs> I say, hey, uh, first of all, I need to apologize to y'all three because your mother and I pretty much have failed y'all as parents because we were young, didn't really know what we were doing as parents when y'all were coming up. And we kind of, you know, we did the best we could, but we sucked at it. Didn't really, there's a lot of things that you guys are missing because our two smaller kids are way better than y'all. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
they, so you know, hey, you know, that two smaller kids, they're just better. They, I mean, they behave better. They're smarter. They're funnier. They look better. You know, we did well with those two. We've looked, we, look, I told him, hey, man, look, y'all first three, you were guinea pigs. Draw the trail in there. Some things work, some things didn't. Not our fault. Not our fault. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> you know, we told him we were just joking. But we did, we really did. We, we, we sat, we sat them down and we, and we talked to them and told them, hey, look, you know, because let me, let me, let me go back a little bit. We really sat them down because our three older kids, we started to feel that they were not, not jealous of the small, the two babies, but they were, um, there was some stuff they didn't understand about how or why my wife and I were more affectionate with the smaller kids. So we really did sit them down and uh, just kind of explain to them, like, look, you know, it's not that we love you guys any less or anything like that. It's just that when you guys were coming up, you know, your mom, she had to she was a single she was a single parent, basically doing her thing, trying to be as strong as she could to raise you, you know. And my oldest son, he was, you know, states away with his mother. So I wasn't there for that full experience. And my 12 and 10 year old, I come into their life late. Coming to life late as a step parent, we didn't know what we didn't know. So we had to learn all these different things about, uh, you know, our kids needing needing affection and needing hugs and needing kisses and needing all this other stuff. Right? We've learned that over time. We now know how important these things are. So you know, that's the our, our we we joked and told them <laughs> we joked and we told them, hey, look, you know, y'all the guinea pigs, man. You know, we, we had to try it on somebody until we got it right, and now we got it right, right. And, you know, so sucks for (laughs) y'all. So that was about a week ago, maybe two weeks ago. So today, right, my 10 year old, the daughter, she says (laughs) she she doesn't let anything go. She she remembers everything. So uh, whenever she feels like slurring off, like she'll walk by, like make these passive aggressive jabs at me or my wife. She just walked by the desk today and she's like, oh. Look who it is. The man that decided to figure out how to be a good parent now. <laughs> I'm like, bro, it's like two weeks ago. We had this conversation. <laughs> she just come out of nowhere. Oh, look who it is. Like she just wakes, she just wakes up, walks in there, walks in there. Oh, look who it is. I'm sitting at my work, my, at my work computer. Oh, look who it is. Got it. Finally figured out how to be a good parent. <laughs> oh, man. It's crazy. But anyway, I say that to say we got to learn that late in the game of, of the importance of emotions, man. And why, you know, especially, especially fathers, man, you, 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 you got to let your sons have emotions. You got to normalize emotions. You got to normalize affection. Show them that support. Uh, last, the last thing I want to talk about, letting your kids be kids. Let, let your kids play, man. Let your kids be kids. Let them do kid things. They're going to want candy. They're going to want toys. They want to play. Let kids be kids, man. They get like, that's their, like, they, they get, they get one chance at it. Let them be. Quit rushing them into adulthood and stress and, and then let them be kids. Enjoy the moments with them. Be kids with your kids. Get down on the floor and play with, get, play the games and uh, the video games. Play with the toys. Do all of that good stuff, man. 
You're not too cool to do it. You're not too busy to do it. You engage in all the stuff that you want to do. So engage in the stuff that your kids want to do. Hey, these are my opinions, man. Not saying they're facts. They're my opinions. And these are the things that I think, you know, these are the things that that, that work for me. And I, th- I think I'm doing a fairly good job. Still got a lot to figure out. Whole lot. I mean, nobody ever has it completely figured out, right? Let the kids be kids. Today's conversation kind of serves as an introduction to this podcast. For the most part, the tone will be the tone of these conversations will always be light. But today's was today was kind of an introduction. So I just I wanted to um, use this talk to hit you fast and hard with just kind of a introduction to who I am, what I believe, things like that, just so you can kind of get to know me. I promise you moving forward, um, we will keep it very light, very uh, humorous, very uh, we, we won't be so serious. <laughs> So that wraps up the first episode, man. Thanks for listening to the Laugh Now Dad Later podcast. If you get a chance, man, show me some love. Leave me a review on your Apple podcast or wherever you might be listening to this at. Also, stay tuned for next week's episode. We'll get into co-parenting from a distance. Make sure you check out the Facebook page, the Instagram, Twitter, all that good jazz. Feel free to shoot me a message, DM, whatever all that other good crap is. Uh, You know, all that good stuff. It's been a pleasure. So I'm signing off. Peace.